Welcome to your success tonic. If you're ready to explore what it would mean to step into your boldest, most exciting vision of success, then you're in the right place. Welcome to your success tonic. I am delighted to welcome Jill Marinelli onto the podcast today to talk to you about executive presence, the power of personal style, and how looking great allows you to project confidence and build trust with others so that you can achieve your personal and professional goals. Welcome, Jill. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to talk to you about all of these things. It just, it affects every aspect of our lives. So absolutely to figure out where it weaves into all of the different parts, you know? Absolutely. And before we dive into our conversation, I just want to give a little bit of, a, of an introduction to your bio so people know who you are and what you've been doing. Um, so Jill is a personal stylist, a public speaker, and she's also a communications coach. And her work has appeared in the Wall Street Journal, Vogue, Psychology Today, Lucky, Fox Boston's Morning News, and on CBS Providence in her role as style correspondent for The Roadshow. And in addition to her work with individual clients, Jill has developed and presented workshops, keynotes, and breakout sessions for corporate partners, including Vodafone, Swarovski, Lifespan, and the Bryant University Women's Summit, among others, many others. So we are so lucky to have you here with us today. Thank you, Jill. Thank you. Well, I invited you today because I think that self-image is such an important aspect of self-development and it's mm -hmm. often overlooked, right? Yes. Um, but when we make shifts in that whole mental picture that we have of ourselves, it can really accelerate our growth. And so I really want to dig into this with you. I cannot wait to have this conversation. Yes. Well, I think the thing about all of this is that people think that getting dressed is about kind of affecting the perception of others. And look, that's great. We have absolutely the power to do that. Mm -hmm. But for me, what I'm most passionate about is how what we do to our outsides not only affects how other people perceive us, but how we perceive ourselves, because that's where the strength and the power comes into it. So as far as I'm concerned, if you're wearing what makes you happy, then, then then go with it. I say that all the time on Instagram, you know, wear what makes you happy. But if you don't know what that is, get some help because you can use it as a tool in your arsenal to go places and, and, and impact people and really affect yourself so that you can kind of go after those goals with gusto. It's just like one piece of that self-development pie. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's fascinating how it works. Um, and it does, it truly influences the goals that you set and how you show up for them. It's this mm -hmm. kind of, a, it affects your energy, right? It's this core energetic yes. state of being that gets influenced. So this uh, intersection of style and self-image and confidence is just fascinating. Mm -hmm. So uh, what would you say initially sparked your interest in this subject? Uh, well, when I was young, young, I lived in Manhattan and I moved to Manhattan from a small town in Rhode Island. So I was kind of a small town girl, big city, definitely did not feel confident in how I looked or dressed, but had no money and just thought, well, I don't have any money. So that's the end of that. Mm -hmm. But what I noticed in New York was how, well, first of all, when you go to New York, everyone just looks amazing. And it's yes, like, they do. do <laughs> um, 
But more importantly, I noticed that people who looked a little different, a little better, were being treated a little different and a little better. And I thought, hmm, that's so interesting. And I had a few experiences where I had run into, say, the bank and not looked all that great. And it's pretty interesting how much the level of customer service goes up depending on how you're dressed. And it doesn't mean that you always have to be dressed to the nines in like a very expensive outfit, but even just being put together versus sort of schlumpy can change how others treat you and really how you can reach your goals. And so it's always been for me less about the fashion, less about the runways and more about how people treat you and how far you can get with your goals. So that's really what started it for me. Yes, yes, yes. I think it's fascinating to see, you know, when somebody levels up their style, it it can allow them to, you know, adopt a much more playful or bold persona. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in coaching terms, I think of it as that you're adopt, you're practicing being this vision of who you really want to be. It's it's kind of magical. Yeah, and you can try different things on, right? Yes. It can be this can be a serious endeavor. You know, I conduct corporate workshops about this and executive presence and really how to convey, you know, building trust and all those things. But it can also be a, hey, my whole life, I haven't really known what works for me. And I want to try on something more colorful or more fun things that maybe I was too intimidated to try on, but I really feel like they reflect my personality. You know, I often use the example of um, how people react. Like if you're, if you're in the grocery store and you're wearing like really nothing, you know, you don't feel great about your outfit and you run into an X, you know, there's sort of these two options. If you had, if you had this amazing outfit on, you felt fantastic. You'd probably be like, Hey, how's it going? Feeling really confident. But otherwise you're like hiding behind the produce, you know, yeah. kind of like not really wanting to run to people when you're not feeling your best. So it, it really, it affects your behavior as well. And so with a lot of my clients, I hear, oh, people will say, you know, who does she think she is if I start dressing differently? Mm -hmm. Oh, first of all, everyone's far more concerned about themselves than they are about you. Um, But there's no reason why we can't continue to evolve and sort of reinvent ourselves over the course of our lives. And one fun way of doing that is, you know, clothing, hair, makeup, all of these things that are so easily written off as sort of minor or vain or, oh, you know, we shouldn't be paying any attention to that, Mm -hmm. actually have this incredible power because what's the first thing you do in the morning? You get dressed. What's the first thing that people, when you interact with someone, they see you, you know, we can kind of cast that aside and be like, it shouldn't matter. And, you know, and there's an argument for that. It probably shouldn't matter, but all of the research says that it does. And so when we play around with this and up-level something or do a haircut or put on a different color, um, we are experimenting kind of with who we are and, and who we want to, you know, portray ourselves into the world. You know, I often ask my clients, um, when people look at you, what do you want them to know about you? Mm-hmm. Because I think we need to look at all of what is on the outside of us as a form of communication. You know, if I came in as your personal stylist and I was sort of in my sweats and my, you know, stained yeah. T-shirt, you wouldn't feel a ton of trust in what I'm offering. And it, like, look, it, it, it kind of goes the same um, in, in many different walks of life and many different careers. Yes, for sure. I actually read about a study that was done like a, um, uh, where they got a, a group of medical students and half the class oh, yeah. did their exams wearing lab coats and the other half 
were just wearing their regular clothes, whatever they felt like wearing. Mm -hmm. And the half of the class that came and did the exam wearing their lab coats did so much better than the other half. Mm -hmm. It's just that sense of like... enclosed cognition. uh, Tell us more about that. Yeah. Yeah. So enclosed cognition, that's one of my favorite things to talk about. I think because, you know, sometimes when I'm speaking to an audience, I almost feel like, oh, I need the, I need the research to kind of get them on my side to kind of believe like, Hey, look, this is actually powerful stuff, you know? Um, And in that study, it was done by some professors at Northwestern university. They actually took like a room of people and one of them had a, like a medical doctor's lab coat and they gave the other, the other side of the room, they told them they were wearing painter's coats. But in reality, everyone was wearing the same coat. Oh, how fascinating. They separated them. Yeah, yeah. So they separated them. And so the people that thought they were wearing a doctor's coat performed better on cognitive testing, all kinds of things that we associate with a doctor, intelligence, organization, these sorts of things. The people that thought they were wearing a painter's coat didn't perform quite as well. Mm -hmm. And so what they concluded was that the clothing that, and it has, the clothing actually has to touch your body, actually on your skin, Mm. um, that the clothing we wear actually affects our behavior. And it has everything to do with what we associate with it. So if I associate, you know, command when I put on a blazer, those are the qualities I'm going to take on. And so this is why, you know, I've, I've joked about this before, but when I've really wanted to feel, you know, confident and great, even on a Zoom call, I'll wear heels. Can you see my shoes? No, you cannot. But if, but I know well that if it affects my behavior and my performance, then why wouldn't I do it? That's how I look at all of this. You know, why wouldn't we use all of this to our advantage? Absolutely. I'm with you on that 100%. I mean, I... Even on days when I'm working in my office and I may not even have any meetings on Zoom mm-hmm. or in person, I'm still, I dress up every day for work. I always do. Just, you? I always do. I've always done it. It hasn't Ooh, even been funny. a question. It's like, it's a weekday, I'm working, I'm going to be wearing work clothes, you know, and it's, it make it does make a difference because it, it shows, yeah. for me, it feels like I'm respecting my the way that I want to show up for my work, you know, and it's, it's, I love uh, that. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not actually all that common, especially now post COVID, right. You know, more and more people work from home completely and maybe only get dressed for a zoom call. I mean, I don't even get dressed every single day, but what I kind of like about that is if I go a day or two and I'm just sort of working from home and just in my gym clothes and nothing special, then on that second or third day, when I do get dressed, like, woo, supermodel over here, you know, (laughs) that's the one benefit of not getting dressed every day. Um, But I think acknowledging that it, that it actually does affect, you know, like you said, like your respect for yourself and the level of work that you probably achieve. You know, there are studies around the fact that when you're a little too comfortable, Mm. you're not in that mindset of getting work done. You're like a little too cozy in your sweats and your slippers with your Snuggie draped around your shoulders. You know, that's not actually conducive to getting great amounts of work done in most careers. You know, and there are some exceptions, obviously. But, you know, using that to your advantage to to get your work done sooner or even to get yourself through a difficult time. Right. My daughter is going through a breakup and I said, you know, you may, I know you want to like just sort of go get in your bed, but you may want to do you know, whatever it is for you that makes mm-hmm. you feel good. She decided to put on a little bit of makeup and I just noticed the way she was holding herself differently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look, we can judge ourselves for all of this, but I think what's the point if it makes you feel better, I'm all for it. 
Yeah, exactly. It's, I think it's, um, it's about, you know, what you want to attract into your life, you know, like what you're, what you're wanting to create. Um, and yep. if, if what you're doing is challenging or you're stepping out of what you've been doing or, or you know, if, if what you're working on is mm. really, you know, about you showing up and yeah. giving your best, you want to be dressed for that role, you know, and that's. Absolutely. Uh, that yeah. extra boost of confidence. Yeah. yeah. It's like power posing. Do you know about power posing? Amy Cuddy um, from Harvard about power posing and, you know, making your body as big as it can possibly be to mimic what the apes do in, in nature, which yeah. is, you know, get bigger, puff out your chest. And what they found is if you hold that for two minutes, you'd actually, you're, you're more likely to get a job. You're more likely to have more confidence. Your cortisol goes down, your testosterone goes up. It helps you make better decisions, you know? So I love these kinds of hacks. Why wouldn't I, when I'm going into a big, important meeting right. or even having an important discussion with my spouse or, you know, on a personal level, um, you know, why wouldn't we give ourselves this sort of you know, extra leg up. And look, I mean, besides all of this serious stuff, it can just be kind of fun. Like I said earlier, yeah. to, you know, experiment, <laughs> experiment a little bit or like just try something that it's amazing to me how so many women are afraid to um, kind of branch out a bit because it's like, well, if I've always been this, mm -hmm. then I guess I have. And it's like, but what, boy, you're only 40 years old. So you're yeah. saying for the next, you know, until you're 80, you've got to keep doing that. You know, so I think we need to give ourselves a bit of freedom and play around with it because you never know what it's going to bring out in you or an opportunity that it might open up. Yeah, I'm all about making things as fun as possible and playing around to see mm -hmm. what becomes possible when we loosen these mm -hmm. these these boundaries a little bit. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to hear that because, you know, the number one thing that I hear in my work from clients that reach out to me is concern about weight gain. Mm. And it's mm -hmm. one of the parts of my job really that makes me sad because, you know, obviously as women, we have been raised with media showing us impossible images of impossible standards. And so it would be nearly impossible to be a woman, a woman in this day and age and feel completely fine with all that you've got. And if you are, then God bless you. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I just hear it, you know, there's yeah. something wrong with me or I've gained weight. I've lost weight. My, this is too big. My, that is too small. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a really challenging time to be a woman in particular. Yes. And so um, that's what I hear the most about. And I think that so many women think that, you know, if they lost the weight or if they were, you know, quote unquote, thinner, skinnier, or, or in some cases, you know, I want a bigger this, or, you know, just mm -hmm. really want to change um, but there are beautiful, wonderful, miraculous things you can do with clothing and textiles and color and pattern and cuts of things to kind of create the shape that you'd sort of prefer. And look, there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, I, I hold the tricks to, you want something to look bigger? Well, I can show you how to do that. You want something to look, you want to look more hourglassy. You want to look this. So that part of it can be fun too, because when we're not feeling so great about our bodies and that's such a big thing to try to tackle, there's yeah. kind of some quick fixes that can mm -hmm. kind of say, oh, all right, well, you know, um, uh, I have broad shoulders and I want to make them look smaller and I can do that in a couple of different ways. Yeah. And then if you carry yourself differently and you feel differently about yourself, then shoot, you know, maybe that's as good as what you imagine it would feel like even when you lost the weight. Right. 
Yeah, I like that. You know, showing up today the way that you want to show up in the future, you know, as close as possible. Yes. Not cultivating yeah, that. So it's many. so powerful. Yeah. And, and so many women are saying, um, I'm going to hire you when I've lost the 10 pounds or I'm going to go shopping. I've lost the 10 pounds. I'm going to go through my closet when I've lost the 20 pounds, the 30 pounds, the five pounds I hear, you know, every single day. And my advice to anyone feeling in that situation is really do your best to dress your best for what you have right now. Um, even if it's just getting a couple of outfits, even if you've put on, you know, 25 pounds and literally nothing in your closet fits are uh, so many women tend to sort of punish themselves and say, yeah. well, I've gained 25 pounds, so I am, I'm deserving of punishment. Therefore, I will not buy any clothes. Yeah. I will wear the clothes that are too tight and feel terrible every day because what's worse than too tight clothes, digging in, mm. pinching in. It's almost like the clothing is saying that like, you're too big, you're too big because the clothing's yeah. too small. But the best possible thing, you know, with with self-love that we could do is just get the get a couple of outfits. You don't have to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe. I know it's, you know, difficult to decide where and how to spend the money. Yeah. But if you can get yourself in a position where you're feeling good and your clothes are not digging in, sometimes the changes that we hope will happen happen more because of positive reinforcement. Yeah. I've never seen anyone punish them to punish themselves into losing the weight. Yeah. Um, but I have seen it the other way around when someone's put something on felt much better and then suddenly starts making little decisions that sort of end up changing what they'd like to change anyway. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. It's so true. I love this point you just made. We don't punish ourselves into making positive change. It's not in any area of our lives. So yeah, in my part, in my work, I've never seen it happen. Yeah. No, so yeah. finding a way to feel good is so, so important for sure. That's where you're going to make the positive changes that you want to make, not the other yeah. way around. Absolutely. Yeah. So would there be like a, a particularly helpful, like behind the scenes style secret that you could share that that you've seen really boosts your client's self-confidence? Interesting. I would say because my clients are tend to be, I would say, mostly between 35 and 55, busy, busy women, moms, working, running around, taking care of the house, walking the dog, you know, doing a gazillion things. What I mostly see is too many clothes, Mm. closet full of clothes, but nothing to wear. So I always say we are wearing about 20% of our clothes, 80% of the time. It's funny if I say that to an audience full of people and make people raise their hands, most people will raise their hands and say, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I would say, you know, the first thing, and if you're kind of in that situation going, oh, I have clothes, but I don't feel like I can wear anything and I don't like anything. The first thing you really need to do is go through your closet. Mm-hmm. And you need to be kind of tough. You know, if you haven't worn something in a while, you need to ask yourself why. I, I use the three Fs. Does it fit you? Mm-hmm. Does it flatter you? And does it make you feel fabulous? Because if it doesn't do all of those things, yeah. then it, to me, it doesn't deserve precious real estate in your closet. So okay. if you pull out something and you're like, ah, but I spent a lot of money on this. And five years ago, I loved it. But it's a little too snug and... Uh, 
that's enough of a reason to let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously people, there's a lot of reasons people hold on to things. So that's a whole other, probably. Topic. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you can be tough on yourself and ask those questions, even if you can't bring yourself to get rid of it, put it in a, in a bin and put it in another room, take it out of your main closet and then only keep what's in there that actually fits you. It kind of goes back to that punishment thing. If you've put on weight and nothing fits you, move it out of your closet. I don't know, mm-hmm. put it in your daughter's closet, put it in somebody else's closet, just get it, get it out of there. So that when you open up those doors, everything is an option for you mm-hmm. and not the 80% of the pulling through and, and, and then just, you know, going for that same, you know, black sweater that we're all going for yes. and that sort of thing. So yeah. I would say start, starting there yeah. is, you know, it's super simple, but it's seriously the best place to start. And then the next piece of advice I would give to that same question and I, and I think of it like as my clients who are so busy, I will often say, can we figure out a quote unquote uniform for you? You know, there are people that wear literally the same outfit every day. And I think that's actually so cool and brave and awesome. Yeah. Um, but I don't mean that. Um, but, you know, can you come up with what works for you? Mm-hmm. Most women have a pretty good instinct of like what looks good on them. Like they know like, oh, I'm better in a pencil skirt than I am in a flare dress or mm-hmm. I like color or I prefer V-necks or, you know, that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. So if you look into your closet and think about, you know, what's my favorite outfit? What do I feel the best in? Can you replicate that? Can that be your uniform? You know, some people wear dresses all the time, but, um, you know, my sort of uniform tends to be colorful patterned tops and a cool pair of jeans. Yeah. I love that because you don't have to do too much more to that. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) You can add some jewelry, but you sort of don't have to. I'm a big fan of like, how can we get this really simplified, but keep you looking and feeling really good? So coming up with some kind of a uniform that works for you, you don't need to have every color of the rainbow in your closet. You don't need to have A-line skirts and pencil skirts and like, you just, you just don't, you should only have what works for you. And then you won't wind up in that same situation where your closet's chock full of things that you don't wear. Mm, That's such great advice. Thank you, Jill. Um, So I'm curious, I'm wondering if you could dress like any historical figure, who would it be and why? Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to give some thought to that to give a definite answer. But in my mind, I'm picturing someone who's just like ridiculously smart and was, you know, known more for yeah. what their brain can do. But then yeah. to take that person and say like, hey, there's more to it. You can, you know, you can fool around with this too. would be really fun for me. Yeah, it would be fun. Oh, I love that. I love that. And that's that's the heart of what you do, right? You You help kind of bring out mm-hmm. on make visible all the the fabulousness that's inside so yeah um, I would I would rather do that than dress a perfectly beautiful celebrity um yeah. there's less of a challenge in that for me because you've yeah. got this beautiful canvas and you just put some things on it and it's just going to still look beautiful but to work with someone who maybe isn't traditionally beautiful or isn't traditionally that, you know, that perfect figure or, you know, somebody that's like a real, real woman with a bit of a challenge that you wouldn't look at and say, ah, oh, that's going to be easy. Like a, a little bit of a challenge really appeals to yes. me. And I think that's why, you know, I, I, on my website, I just say real style for real life. Yeah. Cause that's what I'm doing. You know, I've always just considered myself just like, I'm a real person. I'm a single mom. I'm walking the dog. I'm picking up the kids. I'm yeah. like, 
not that fancy, have a limited budget, you know, <laughs> like yeah. the, I'm just like a real person. And so to be able to help people look different or feel different with a lot of those limitations is what really makes me excited. Yes. And I think that that's what is, um, that's what makes you so relatable. And that's why your Instagram is, is just so fun. I love your Instagram feed. You always give the best tips and I just absolutely (laughs) adore it. Um, yeah. So I think it's, it is, uh, inspiring because it's, it feels, you know, you make things feel within reach, you know? So I think that that's, Thank you for saying that. And, you know, that's exactly where I'm going with this. I know that um, for people that don't know me or aren't familiar with the fact that I am, you know, I'm casual, I swear, I, you know, (laughs) I don't mind real talk. I think that some people in, you know, imagine, ooh, working with a personal stylist, I'd have to be rich and fancy and have an unlimited budget. And I'd have to have a a perfect body and a this and a that. And, you know, none of that is true. It's just sort of this newer concept that people are like beginning to get used to. Um, but it's, it's not scary. It's just, it's sort of like outsourcing any other thing that you might be having trouble with. People don't mind hiring a, someone to clean their homes or, you know, some people have organizers come in because they're not good at organizing. You know, I always just thought like, look, if you have a problem that you absolutely can't solve by yourself and you have the means to hire an expert to help you with it, Mm-hmm. Why not? Let's not let's not judge ourselves about that. You know, exactly. if you can if you can do that, then why not? And if you and if you can get someone that doesn't scare you, then all the better. <laughs> Even better, yeah. Someone you can actually have a real <laughs> chat with and, and be, you know, and have a right. Even better. Right. <laughs> right. And be like, I just had I just had a baby and I've gained this weight and I used to be able to wear this, but I can't wear it anymore. And maybe I lost the weight, but it's all in different places, or you know, mm-hmm. all of these things that affect women like throughout their lives. Um, I think I've been through uh, most of them at this point, so I get <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> you get it, for sure. Um, well, before we wrap up, wrap up, I was wondering if you have any books or resources that you love to recommend to anyone interested in this subject. Oh, good question. So I love self-help books. In fact, I always have a stack on my nightstand, and then I have to, like, Uh, you know, back away from them sometimes because I'm like, ah, I need to just like read something really, really fluffy. Um, So interestingly enough, the books that I have really built my business with Mm -hmm. are mostly not about style and fashion. You know, I sort of learned the basics when I first became a stylist about body type and and shape and color and cut and all of those things. And then really from there, it's about how else can I empower women? Because the way that my job really evolved, it was, it's like I said, it's less about the runways, less about the fashion and more about really relating to women and thinking about the things that we've gone through and talking it through, you know, like I, I don't fault anyone. I think there's, there's sort of like some shaming that we do with women, like, Oh, you should be fine. You're beautiful. You're fine. You're beautiful. But we're not actually taking into account that everyone has a certain amount of pain due to the society mm-hmm. that we've grown up in. Absolutely. Um, and being bombarded by the media with images that are that are basically just impossible to attain. So I've really tried to focus my reading a lot on on that sort of thing. Really like different kinds of self-help books. I'm blanking right now. I'm trying to think of the last one that I read. There's just been too many. Yeah. Um, but even like Thich Nhat Hanh, you know, uh-huh. even spiritual things have impacted my work. 
So often I would say, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about this sort of thing Mm -hmm. and you're not like, Oh, I have to be trendy. I have to be coming down the runway. Then it might be sort of far more unexpected what you would choose to read about, you know, sort of empowering yourself to be better. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's fascinating. And obviously as a coach, I find all of this completely, um, just so compelling you know to really think about what it is we want to create and how we can facilitate that process and think about what we're attracting you know um yeah because you are are like basically a therapist as well like you really need to pull (laughs) that out of your clients right and you I know have a whole box of tricks that again some of these things are are so easily written off as trivial Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not, if you can, if you can get someone to come out of their shell. Right. Right. Yeah. It makes so much difference. And I, and I, yeah, I think that, um, there is so much freedom when we do kind of delve into these things that are uncomfortable or difficult, or we think are out of reach mm. for whatever reason, and we actually can move through that. There is just so much freedom on the other side of that. And I want that for that's, my that's clients. A great word to use with with regards to all of this that's absolutely what it is I I meet so many women that are feeling so um constricted so stuck because this is too big and this is too small or there's something wrong with me or I've gained weight or whatever and when they feel good about themselves it all kind of falls away Mm -hmm. and exactly that freedom to be who they want to be so that's that's a beautiful way to say it thank you Jill well um thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your story with us today um i just want to make sure that anyone who's listening can find you online where would you like them to um to do that so online they can go to my website which is jmstylist.com and as you said i'm really active on instagram so over there i'm jill marinelli and you can check me out over there All right. Well, thanks to everyone. And I am so glad that you are here with us and hope you all have a beautiful rest of your week. Hey, have you taken the success archetype quiz yet? If not, head on over to storytonic.co to take the quiz and discover how to leverage your unique profile to step into your next vision of success.